Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 109, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? Uh, Clausen's not here yet. It's just me and Gardy so far. Gardy's actually looking real dapper in his little uh, announcer suit. He's in uh, he's in the Whittemore Center, which is the ice rink for UNH. About to call a game. Thank you, Steve. What Thank what you. game are you calling? I'm actually I'm not calling a game tonight. Um, I'm just covering a game for uh for the newspaper. Um, UNH men's hockey's playing Arizona State. They're making the the trip out east. I think for the first time in program history, um, UNH has lost ten in a row. Looking to break uh break the losing streak. Arizona State. Uh you are you familiar with the Arizona Coyotes at all, Steve? Like the hockey team? Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you know who Shane Doan was? Great player for them. No. Probably their best player of all time. His son is on the team, drafted by the Coyotes too. So that'll be that'll be he's cool on, to watch. He's on University Arizona. State. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona and he got drafted by the Coyotes too. Same team his dad played for. Um, so I'm excited. You know, it's always always fun to get another game tomorrow. But um yeah, we were, we were, you know, figuring out a time. I was like, you know what? Game's at 7. I'll record this before the UNH game. Um, to You know, this will be a good two and a half hours to, to not think about the Red Sox. But uh, until the game starts, we've got uh, just about an hour here to talk about the state of the Boston Red Sox. Um, did anything happen within the last couple of days, Steve? I've, I, I'm not really caught up to speed on anything. Uh, I mean, nothing like certainly nothing that will make or break the Red Sox slash Hein Bloom's career. Absolutely nothing that was devastating to me personally. It didn't, nothing hurt me physically or emotionally. Did they, they bring back Xander? I hear the talks were deep. Deep? deep. What, what, make, what makes a, what makes a talk deep? Like what? Are like Red Sox and Xander Bogarts in, in deep discussion. Well, what makes it get to that point? Heavy discussion, deep. Heavy. I think. Oh, it was heavy. It was heavy, uh, when I think heavy, of a heavy, deep discussion. What are your? I what are your of, favorite? Uh, I just want to know what your favorite adjectives are to, to describe a negotiation. Well, um, what I imagine when I hear that Xander Bogarts was in a heavy, deep discussion with the Boston Red Sox, I imagine him and Heim sitting, sitting one on one somewhere at like one a.m. And somebody's in their feels, you know, somebody's talking about some past trauma that they went to, like, like shit's probably pretty heavy. And, <laughs> but I don't know what, what kind of constitutes an advanced talk versus a not advanced talk. I guess it would be like, I guess, I don't know, like, I really do wonder what that conversation looks like. Cause I'm sure Heim's like six, one sixty and Bogarts is like, no. And then Heim's like, okay. Uh, Six one seventy, and then they're like, "Oh, it's advanced. It's an advanced talk." They're I, they're getting closer. I just want to know where, like, all, all these the tweets were coming from. Like, uh, all right, if we're gonna get if we're gonna get into it, like, we're waiting for Clausen here. But if we're gonna get into it, like, everybody knows what, what we're here to talk about. Um, you know, Xander Bogarts isn't with the Red Sox anymore. He goes and signs a uh, eleven year two eighty deal with the Padres. Everybody knows. Uh, what happened? We're here to provide our thoughts on the situation. I got I got a lot to break down on this. Um, I just I find this whole situation very interesting. But um, kind of in my eyes, the lead up up to the announcement of the contract was just like 
I had kind of in my mind gotten to a point where up until Wednesday morning, um, the Red Sox didn't do anything at the winter meetings. Monday, Tuesday, I was like, maybe they make a move today. Maybe they don't. I, I had a feeling the Bogarts news, good or bad, was coming soon. But Wednesday morning, you wake up and there's tweets from, uh, you know, Morosi. He had, he had a tough weekend. Um, he dropped the, the arson judge tweet. He had judge going back to the Giants. Um, he, Coke, Who, Hamels, Coke Hamels wants to come back and pitch. Um, he, he is the one who says Xander Bogarts and the Boston Red Sox are in heavy discussions to bring a contract back. And then I, I forget the other guy's name. Adams, maybe. He's like, I asked a Red Sox executive today, are they going to resign Xander Bogarts? And without hesitation, he said yes. And you're seeing all these things and you're licking your lips. You're like, Xander's coming back. It's going to happen. Um, and that was the killer part. I, I think to me was they, they lured us back in. It was like, I think a lot of the fan base had not, not come to terms, but it was kind of at a point where they were like, all right, maybe Xander's not coming back. Uh, the guy who a lot of us have watched or grown up and watched play, he's not coming back. It's okay. Like not okay, but they, you know, just lured us back in and then it ripped it off like a bandaid. It sucked. It sucked, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with you for sure that everybody, I think, got to a point where they were starting to come around to the idea that Sandra Bogarts was not going to be a Boston Red Sox. It seemed like, honestly, the talks were stalled completely. There was not even any more consideration between the parties of a, of a, pen, of a, of a potential uh, extension there. I will also say, sidebar, that that John Heyman tre- tweet where he said Aaron Judge is going to be a... Oh, a, yeah. So that's my bad. Not, not Morosi. It was Heyman. That's my bad. Yeah. That, that Heyman fun. tweet was all-time bad. That was all-time bad tweet. But, yeah, you, you know, you kind of come to terms with it a little bit. You're like, hey, all right, Xander Bogart's probably not going to be a Boston Red Sox player uh, for the foreseeable future. And then they come uh, they come in hot with all those those, those reports, those tweets from these, these Twitter people, and they say Xander Bogart's is in deep talks. It's going to happen. It looks like it's going to happen. Bogarts wants to return. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I wake up the next morning and Sandra Bogarts has made himself an 11-year, $280 million on the complete opposite side of the country in San Diego. So, I mean, I don't know what happened there. Alex, Alex Claus has entered the building. Um, Steve. Before, no, Steve. hold on, hold on. Claus, before you talk, you're, you're on strike for a minute here because you're late. Hold on one second. I got one question for Steve. What, like, when you woke up and you turn your phone over, what what was your reaction? Because, it, like, I can't, I haven't asked you yet. It, it couldn't have been good. I thought, to be totally honest with you, I was just, I woke up. I was groggy, as I am every morning when I wake up at 5.30 a.m. I think to myself, before I look at my phone, today will be a great day, because that's how you have to start every day off. And then I, I clicked my phone off, and I did the first thing I saw was not the reports. It was the texts in our group chat from the two of you. And they said, and the first one I saw was like, Clawson was like, can't wait for Steve to wake up to, to this tomorrow. So I was like, Hmm, this could be one of two things. And then I saw the report. I was like, first of all, I was like, ah, that sucks. That's a major blow to everything that I've stood for in my entire life. Like this sucks. And then I was like, oh, 11 years, 280 million. Uh, to be honest with you, the Red Sox would be absolutely mental to to pay Xander Bogart's 11 years, $280 million. So it's like, mm, if he's going to leave, at least he got the absolute bag of bags. Awesome. 
Yeah, I don't know if this has been brought up already, but no, it uh, has. Andrew, I know exactly what you're going to. Andrew Gardner straight up jinxed this whole thing. If anyone remembers one of any of Nick Pavetta's like six no hitters he's had in the last year, and Andrew Gardner decides to say something, and then subsequently it gets broken up. Andrew Gardner, uh, surprise, surprise, had the whole graphic uh, loaded up. Twitter, Instagram sent it to us, and uh, I believe his exact quote was. <clears throat> I've got possibly my favorite graphic ever. If he comes back, I'll send it in a minute. And this was right after John Heyman, who will I assume we'll talk about later. Uh, uh, we've, we've already broken into the Heyman Heyman stuff. Uh, yeah, Heyman saga uh, was crazy. Had wow. tweeted out Red Sox are in heavy discussions with star shortstop Xander Bogarts. Uh, and I, I said right after that, I said, if you jinx this, I'll never forgive you. And it's, what, two days later, I still haven't forgiven you. You haven't. Well, the, the thing is, is I will say this, is that you're an absolute fraud for believing that I had anything to do with that. And that when he – if and what what I thought was going to happen was he was going to resign, I was going to have the dopest graphic of any Red Sox page ready to go, and it was going to – it was ready. And that's what professionals do, Clawson. They're ready for any situation. I wasn't ready for the situation where Xander Bogarts didn't return to the Boston Red Sox. Um, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, all day, the negotiations, the tweets, everything, it was looking like Xander was coming back. I didn't have anything ready until all that stuff was coming out. And I, and I we, Steve and I were just talking about it. Everyone leaned into it. Everyone thought he was coming back. He didn't come back. And he's San Diego Padre now. I mean, this is this is not directly your fault. However, based on your track record, I have to think that you had something to Listen, do with it. I, this this is the graphic for anybody wondering. If you're a basketball fan, I'm not a big basketball fan myself, but I one hate of the basketball. Most iconic, like player moments, I, I would say in basketball history, Michael Jordan, the note saying "I'm back," and I was like, how cool would it be if I remade that and Xander like was Xander Bogarts. So I made like the press release. I said, Boston, Massachusetts, the following statement today was released by Xander Bogarts through his personal agent, Scott Boris, founder of Boris Corp, located in Newport, Newport Beach, California, in re- response to questions about his future plans with the Boston Red Sox. I'm back. That would have been a sick graphic. Would have been cool. I will say back. that would have been a cool graphic. Gardner, I tend to ag- agree with Clausen here. Uh, you're a jinx. You're a proven jinx. There's something people say where it's like, you know, something happens twice. It's a coincidence. If it happens, you know, more than that, then it's pattern. Uh, we're about like eight blown no hitters and a, and a lack of a star shortstop right at where it's a pattern. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to defend yourself at this point. Um. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is I, I can't really defend myself, but um, it is what it is. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but kind of diving deeper into the Bogarts, the whole thing. I, I got a, I got a lot of, I want to say on this situation. The first things first is, is, you know, the Red Sox messed up bad when the people who don't really pay attention to the team notice that the Red Sox messed up pretty bad. Like, and that's how I feel like the Bogart situation has kind of played itself. Like I went into class on Thursday, first two classes, professors were both like, that's too bad about Xander, like to the class. Like that, that never happens. That never happens. And, you know, I had people texting me. I I hadn't heard from in years. And you would have, you would have thought I had our like relative die. It was just Xander Bogart sleeping the Red Sox. Like, 
I think that that is an indication for me that when the Reds, when, when the, the fringe fans start getting displaced and mad with the team, that's when they've messed up. I mean, Heim Bloom is in, some would say, hot water right now. He has been for a while. His reaction of Bogart's leaving on second class in was, I read it in... Uh, a tweet posted on Instagram because I don't have Twitter. He he shook his head. He told them to give him a minute. He was speechless. He walked away. He walked around. He went to the tunnel to, leading to his airplane. They said, what do you think? He said, give me another minute. And then he disappeared into the tunnel and went on to his airplane and left. Bloom for sure knows that he can probably never show his face in Boston again. Classic. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know that it's so much a Hein Bloom problem. Hein Bloom has gotten the, the butt end of, of two superstars, homegrown superstars leaving. The Mookie Betts thing, I feel like, is completely unfair to pin on him. He was gone anyway. Um, did he get a pretty mediocre trade return for him? You mean zero future all-stars? Yeah. Uh, mediocre at best return. Um, but I don't think that... Hein Bloom was the problem because Hein Bloom makes the decisions on who he wants on the roster, and John Henry and the ownership group decide how much they're going to give Hein to spend. And... That's not necessarily the case, though, because Hein can say, "This is what I believe market value is going to be. This is like where I think we can value Bogarts while still, you know, being a smart organization, and like we can prioritize other stuff." If you give Xander Bogarts that 6160 in March. Is he here, Clausen? Do you think he's here? He's he's absolutely here. But is this the first time we've seen a superstar walk away from the Red Sox because they didn't give enough money? Well it's it's not even just like a lack of enough money. It's just there's such a disconnect where they don't understand what the process is going to be. If you are always going to be willing to de- dig deep into your bag and offer and which is not even that deep, like mind you, offers Xander the six one sixty. Why don't you just? I, I guess there's a disadvantage of putting all your cards on the table. Why don't you just tell him in March this is the top, this is it. And then if he says no, if he says no, I still don't want six one sixty. That's your best offer. Trade him. Trade him so that we don't lose him for nothing. I, I was don't just, get it. I was just gonna say th- this is we're. Eight years removed from the John Lester situation, and they didn't—they didn't learn their lesson the first time. They—they they made it worse by by not even trading Xander. I was just looking up. They offered John Lester in spring training of 2014 four years, seventy million dollars. Four years, seventy million dollars. He goes out, signs a seven-year, one fifty-five deal with the Cubs, very reminiscent of Bogarts, and four—you know—they offered Bogarts four ninety in spring training. Again, I agree. You give him six one sixteen spring training, he's back with the team probably. Um, I, I mean, the Red Sox were never going to match 280. Nobody even really thought that Bogarts was going to get more than like 215. 280, I don't think anybody in the league was going to match An insane number. And I don't even think I'd want the Red Sox to re-sign him to that contract. It's more so the principle of losing Xander Bogarts, messing this up again, having – the whole thing with trading Mookie Betts nearly three years ago now being like, okay, we're going to save some money. We're going to be under the luxury tax. We can use this money to re-sign Bogarts, Endeavors, and you know, we're going to have other guys 
who, who are going to come in and we can keep them who are important pieces and we're going to be smarter with our money. And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They lowballed him again. And, and now it's like, you know, being, being good next year and building up from the, the awful season we had last year started with Xander Bogarts coming back. And now that he's he's not going to be back, I again, I don't know where you pivot from here. I, I really don't. Well, you... I guess maybe this is just me being cynical, but I think trading him would have been an awful idea just because, like, look at what you got from Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts was coming off of an MVP season when you traded him, and look at what you got back. Like, maybe trading him to the Dodgers was a poor idea, but at the same time, like, do you really trust Heim Bloom to put together a trade package based on all of the trades he's done? The two that come to my mind are the Mookie Betts and Hunter Renfro trades, and both of those were... Mm-hmm catastrophic disasters i i can agree with that sentiment however it's either heim deals a shitty trade or and we have something or we're here and we have nothing you know you look at a team like seattle who was trying to surge at the time and like really pushing hard to get better and get to the playoffs Maybe they overpay for Alexander Bogarts. Maybe the, like the situation is important. The context of the trade is important when you consider like comparing a, a Betts trade to the Bogarts trade. Just because uh, Mookie wasn't a deadline trade. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. So uh, there is just less urgency there. So if you trade Bogarts at the deadline, that's when you get people to overpay the most. When people like teams that are like, oh, we shouldn't be this good anyway, but we have a real good shot at making the playoffs and a superstar shortstop like Bogarts might push us over the edge. So let's get rid of a, a good amount of talent we got in the mind. I've got a question for, for both of you. Um, Cause you know, we, the Red Sox signed Trevor story nine months ago and we talked bogus, what? bogus, bogus, what? the Trevor story, bogus. Okay. That's not my question, but okay. Still bogus. All right. Stupid. All right. Stupid. My question to you, as the teams are coming out of the ice for warm-ups, might get a little noisy in here in just a second. Um, my, my question to both of you, was the original plan always to not re-sign Xander, and was it always just, they were like, well, if he doesn't re-sign, we just move Story to shortstop. Do you think that was always the plan? I, I- I don't think that was always the plan. I don't think you sign him and are like, all right, like right, let's just go send Xander Bogarts out of here, and then we can slide Trevor Story over. But I think you have to make that that signing. They probably knew at that point when they signed him, they weren't going to be the top suitor for Xander. There wasn't a guarantee. So you have to make a, you have to make a plan B, and they made it a year early. See, I knew you were going to say Trevor Story was going to act like a plan B. I disagree in a sense where I don't think he was a plan B. I think it was like a plan, like a plan one a or a plan like, you know, like a two, you know what I mean? Like where they were totally like, ah, but we're probably going to leave. Uh, at least we have Xander. Gardner, do you want me to keep going? I'll keep talking. That guy is staring straight into your, he was staring straight into your laptop, Gardy. Yeah. I mean, so, but now that we're here, now that we have, you know, presumably Trevor stories are starting shortstop. Obviously, we have a, a hole at second base where, you know, is it going to be a guy in-house? Is it going to be a Jeter Downs? Is it going to be uh all right, Cardi's in now again. Is it going to be a Jeter Downs? Is it going to be somebody else? Or are we going to go out and sign somebody? Are we going to trade somebody? Like, I don't know what we're going to do. If we sign Gene Segura for more than he's worth, I'll actually commit a homicide. What do you think about that, Clausen? I mean, I, I would also be in favor 
uh, off the record be in favor of a homicide at that point. Uh, I feel like that's bound to happen. I do want to find your clip from the other from a couple episodes ago where you pretty much called this and we're like Xander Bogart is going to leave and we're going to replace him with like Gene Segura. Yeah, before we got on here, Gardy mentioned a tweet that he saw. Where, oh yeah, can so, you, can you I, I can't hear you guys like fantastically well right now, but um, what's it called? And uh, on Twitter, I know I was saying the same before the episode. We we don't. He doesn't have a personal Twitter, but someone after Sanders signed was like top of my bucket list now. Get Gene Segura. Yeah, I don't know if that should be at the top of anybody's bucket list. Very loud music there. What? Mute yourself. All right, Gardner's loud, so we might lose Gardy for like a Gar- while. Gardy's at a. It's like a hot. It's like the rave game tonight, apparently. Yeah, so he's at the they loudest got place. I'm going through the wit on the. Gardner, Gardner's at the loudest place of all time. Apologies for this. I mean, clearly Murphy's Law. Can't hear him now because he's still muted. I don't know if he's talking to us. Murphy's Law, it's... <laughs> Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Xander Bogertz is gone. The recording quality of this episode is is questionable at best. But, I mean, I don't know where we go from here. I, I, I'll also say I'll throw Yoshida. What do we think about Yoshida, Clausen? I, I think he could be good. I've seen... I've seen both ends of the gamut here. I've seen some reports where he could he has no reason to not be one of the best hitters in baseball. And I've seen other reports where they massively overpaid for him. So I think for for all Japanese players coming over, I think that you kind of need to give them like a two, three year buffer to see how they really come out. Because even Shohei wasn't taught it wasn't it wasn't nearly as good as he is now when he first came in. This is an adjustment to the game, but I, I think in a, I think in probably two three years, I think I'm I'm excited to see what he does. He fills a good need. I agree with that. I do worry about the rival execs believing that the Red Sox paid pretty much double what his market value actually was. I also say that uh, my manager, also a big Sox fans, shout out. Uh, he wrote down all of Seiya Suzuki's stats. Uh, in his last year in Japan, and he compared it to Yoshida's stats side by side. And uh, Sayuki pretty much had better stats in every single category, uh, aside from batting average, where Yoshida uh, outhit him by like, I don't know, 0.08, something like that. And Seiya obviously hit like two, 260 with like 16 home runs this year. So I don't know. It's hard to compare those people. It's my apples. I don't know if it's apples to apples because Yoshida's allegedly supposed to be like a great leadoff hitter. He's supposed to be like have a couple tools. I don't know if uh, he's going to necessarily be a Mookie Betts 2011 Jacoby Ellsbury type guy, but hopefully he's halfway decent. I got I got two things. Number one, Guardy, tell that guy behind you to take his earmuffs off. It's not that cold in there. <laughs> guys saw my tail. <laughs> um. <laughs> And my other thing is on the them overpaying, according to rival execs, the Red Sox seem to have this problem of grossly over or underpaying. Hey, can we get a clip people. of this? <laughs> clip huh? of what, dude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
they seem to have this problem of grossly over or underpaying people because I remember the David Price contract. They outbid the Cardinals by like $40 million. And then they go out and give Xander Bogarts like what? It was like four years, like $90 million in spring training. It's it's the classic, you know, it's the, it's the classic undervaluing of in-house talent versus way, way overvaluing out-of-house talent. Honestly, That's what it is, Steve. That's like what if it we're, is. If we're here right now, if we're this is the place in this goddamn world that we're here right now. Why why can't why couldn't we have just not signed story and maybe allocated some of those funds to a Xander Bogarts uh contract and then you know we have we Bogarts instead of story and we still have a hole at second base, but at least we have Bogarts instead of story, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like, there's there's a clip of a Steelers assistant coach. He uh he stepped onto the field when somebody was about to return a kickoff for a touchdown, and then in the post game interview, Mike Tomlin was asked if he has an explanation for why that Steelers assistant uh did that, and Mike Tomlin said, "You're asking for a logical explanation to an illogical act, and that's not something I can give you." I and I feel that. I feel that right now. Sounds like Mike Tomlin. And here we are. I mean, like, we have Kenley Jansen. There's no guarantee he's any good. That's he's better than fact. what we had. Yeah, but what we had was awful. Nothing. You know? You did make you did make a good point that now that we have a solidified closer, we can put Garrett Whitlock in his rightful place in the bullpen. Yeah, no, I I definitely think it, it it's for sure, a positive that we have a closer who, you know, is experienced in like a closing situation. We haven't had a true closer really since Craig Kimbrell. So I think it will be good. He's, he, he wasn't terrible last year. He had like a 338. He's definitely had a couple blown saves, saved opportunities. And then we also got, uh, what was this other guy's name? Chris Martin. Yeah. I think we talked about that a little bit last time, but. I mean, the bullpen, I saw Joey from Inside the Monster shout out say that uh, our bullpen was good. I don't know. It, like he said, really good. There was a word that he used. I don't know. Did you see that? Did you see what he said? I, I know what you're talking about. He, he said, said like, it was really uh, good. They were like great yeah. almost. And I was like, pump the brakes a little bit on that because I don't know if they're that good. No, I wouldn't call them. I would call them above average. They're They're right. I mean, that's all right. right. It depends on what Josh Taylor gives you. It depends on what Matt Barnes gives you. It even depends what uh, Garrett Whitlock gives you because he didn't look that good down the stretch last year. I think that has to do with him being in the wrong spot. I think once you put him in a good spot and he catches a groove, he's not going to be a problem. I mean, yeah, I hope so. But last year, I mean, you know, we'll see if this is what his entire career is going to look like. You know what I mean? Gardy, can you uh, rejoin the living, or are you still you still out right now? What? I said, Gardy, can you rejoin us, or is he still out right now? I'll be honest, I can hardly hear you guys right now. Is the music super loud? Yeah, no. you're, you're like yelling right now. Well, it's like you sound muffled. I sound muffled? Yeah, like a little yeah. bit. You know what Gardy sounds like right I now? need to wait till warm-ups are over, and then I'm going to hop in on this discussion, and I'm going to have to go. Okay. We're you know almost Gardy done sound- talking about – 
What what are what are you guys talking about? You gotta talk a little louder though. The bullpen, the bullpen, and uh, we're talking about. Uh, if Yoshida is going to be good, I compared him to the Seiya Okay, the, we got a kind of a quieter song here. I'm going to hop in real quick. Um, love the bullpen signings. We talked about Chris Martin last week. Um, Kenley Jansen, great. We got a closer. That's awesome. Um, Yoshida is his name. That's his last name. Yeah. Masataka Yoshida. Yep. Yes. Okay. I'm a huge fan of that. And I, I've been hearing a lot. Can you hear me or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So I, I've been hearing a lot where people are like, um, we paid him too much. He's not worth that much. Like, I don't care. It's not my money. We have so much money to blow right now. He's a good player. He's going to be good. We've got a good leadoff hitter now for the first time since Mookie Betts. We've got a good closer and leadoff hitter since 2018 and 2019, which is huge. Um, I'm very happy about those two signings. Like Wednesday was 98% of Wednesday was one of the best Red Sox days of the, the year that we've had. And then the the Xander bombshell drops. Um, so I, I'm hyped about it. I'm curious to see how he'll kind of transition from like Japan baseball over to the States. We've some, seen some guys like absolutely kill it. Some guys have been absolute flops. Um, so hopefully he'll be good. Hopefully he's not like another Bruce Day Castillo too, where, you know, take a flyer on an international guy, uh, spend a hundred million on him and he's not very good, but I love the Kenley Jansen signing. Um, he had like 40 something saves last year for the Braves. Um, the bullpen's looking, looking nice right now. I will say just, they got to get rid of Brazier somehow. I, I don't know how he's still on the team. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Brazier's here forever. And then, um, well, you know, what else we got? You know, there's a huge you know, hole at second base. There's, you know, we need another outfielder. We need another arm in the starting rotation. Clausen, yes? You know what Guardy reminds me of right now? No, please tell. He kind of sounds like one of those, like, hurricane reporters when they send the poor guy out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's yelling into the mic, can't hear the people in the studio. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, Gardner, how how's the weather out there? And he's like, honestly... I can't really hear anybody over the rain right now. There's like 60 mile per hour winds. I just want to go home. It's like, have you, you ever watched Drake and Josh? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you know, when Walter is like doing, there's like an episode where Walter's doing his report in the rain. It's exactly what it sounds like. He's like, my, ca- my camera crew left me. It's just me out here right now. That's an all time episode. All time. Party. Guardy. No, he's gone. No. But I, mean, I, I want to know how bad they're going to lose tonight. Well, they're on a 10-game losing streak, so probably pretty bad. Well, they're playing Arizona State, and I don't know how good Arizona hockey is, but yeah, I can't imagine it's there. great. Yeah, it's warm down there. Who I mean, plays hockey in warm states? I don't know. So, I mean, I, I think a lot, of the, a lot of whether or not this team is going to be good is dependent on – a few things depends if we see Trevor Story be good again. Depends how good Tristan Casas is. Maybe Alex Verdugo can take another step in the right direction. I I kind of doubt it at this point. He looks like Alex Verdugo is Alex Verdugo at this point. And then Kike, we'll see if he can stay healthy. There's so there's a lot of question marks, and we need a starting pitcher. We need a lefty. We need another outfielder. We need a second baseman. Probably use another arm in the bullpen. I mean, like, what do you think about signing Carlos Verdon just because we have so much money now? Well, do we, though? Well, I mean, like, we have money to blow. 
I think. But will they blow it? No, probably not. I mean, That's maybe. The it depends. Like, ask yourself this question. Has this person ever played on the Red Sox before? If no, then we'll give him a lot of money. I guess here's a question. If the Sox were to go out and instead of spending $160 million on Xander Bogarts, they spent $160 on Carlos Rodon and another starter or another arm. If he, if they would, the other arm would have to be at least like a two, like a number two in the rotation. All right. I'm talking like like Carlos Rodon and like a quality, like a, a solid arm. I mean, I don't know if that would even equate 160. Would it do you think? more than that? I don't know. What's Rodon? Can, what can he, he demand, do you think? I don't think he can demand that much right now. He's been hurt a lot of his career. Let's see. Projected contract. Uh... Well, all right. So the last deal he signed, wait. Well, this seems. Who's paying this much for this guy? All right. So he declined the qualifying offer of nineteen and a half million. According to FanGraphs. Rodon may be able to sign a lucrative right, deal back. in the ballpark of two years, $85 million. That's so much. That's way too much. That is he was so good, much. but $40 million. Carter, All right, what do you think Gardy, about Carlos question on the, Yeah, what's up? Question on the table. In replacement of Xander Bogarts, yep. we get two quality two quality arms. Yep. Does that make it better? I think you need two arms and another hitter. They, they've got they've got sixty million dollars to spend until they go over the luxury tax. Um so I would love to see them make a run at I, I don't know if you guys talked about this already. I would love to see them make a run at Carlos Correa. I don't know how possible that is. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, just the way they – I just can't see that happening. I would love for them to at this point. Um, Rodon's a guy I've talked about a lot. Who I would love to see them go after. I love Carlos Rodon. He's one of my favorite pitchers in the league. Uh, he's a lefty, which we desperately need because you don't know what you're getting from Salem Paxton this year. Um, so I'm big on the Rodon trade or on the, the train. Uh, I uh, – yeah. I think honestly, if you bring Avaldi back, you bring in Rodon, and you sign like I don't think they would do. They can't do all of that in Korea, definitely not. But like at that point, just bring in Gene Segura, and I don't know. We're gonna be the first guys in line for those Gene Segura jerseys. It's at, the, at the, the Segura socks train. I mean, if you're going to bring in Gene Segura, you might as well just play Jeter Downs at that point. That's what I think. No, no. I don't want to see Jeter Downs. Sorry, I got a question for you guys, too, here. Um, How do we feel about the catching situation right now? Would you like to see them bring back Christian Vasquez? No. I think whatever is Scooter McGavin, who was the guy behind the plate last year? Reese McGuire. Yeah, same thing. Um, I thought he was good. I'd take a guy like him or, or on his level. I like. I think. I mean. I don't like Reese McGuire. I like. You know what I mean. But uh, 
I mean, behind the plate. No, and at, no and Steve, at the plate, tell, tell us what you mean. <laughs> I think Reese McGuire does his job well. So, All right, I'm looking at a list right now of, like, top free agents remaining. Second base, uh, Gene Segura is the top option. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, second, and Adam Frazier, third. Um, shortstop, shortstop, you got Correa, Dansby, and Elvis Andrews. Um, He's still playing? Yeah, somehow. What about – I saw this name tossed around a little bit as a guy they could bring in as a DH. What about Justin Turner? Nah. It's such meh. I mean, like, Doesn't it's like, you guys know, you guys know when what, you ever see. And, and what do we think about bringing JD back? I, I don't, I, I, I haven't heard anything about him. Nothing. Nah, JD's gone for sure. I, I think he's probably gone too, but I like, yeah. I haven't heard any teams talking to him either. I was going to say, you guys know, um, or you ever seen these Instagram posts where there'd be like a bunch of players from like the MLB and it's like you have $15 to build your lineup. Yeah, I feel like the Red Sox do that, but instead of having like the full $15, they have like $6 and then they just have to like pick all the people at the bottom of the rows. I mean, I don't know where we're at right now in this episode. What else we have to talk about? I I'm I'm personally I think boycott the team at this point. I think my I'm most excited to go to Fenway this year because I bought Morgan Wallen tickets. So I think That'll that be will fun. be I think that will be my best moment at Fenway. Hot take. Not even hot take. Just prediction for the year. The happiest I'll be at Fenway in twenty twenty three will be at a country concert. No, that's can, I, can I just say one thing, kind of going back to the uh Bogart situation. Yeah. Yeah. This this episode is just so jumbled. Yes, Gardner, say the thing. I can't hear what's going on. Uh, why, why can't the Red Sox be more like the Braves? Like, we, we've seen kind of trends in the MLB. You know, 20 years ago, it was Moneyball. That was kind of the thing. I think the Braves are the first team that have kind of hopped on this, like, train of – if the contracts when guys hit free agency are going to be so absurd that it takes up 20% of your payroll, I love what they're doing with locking young guys up for a long time. And, I, you know, I saw something where it was like two years ago, you could have signed Devers for $150 million. Now, two weeks ago, you could probably have gotten him for $300 million. I don't know if they could get Devers for under like $350 anymore. After what Bogart's got. Devers is four years younger. Like, that's the other thing, is they've just cornered themselves. Now, I don't know. Rathway just doesn't want to play here anymore. Yeah, who who does Rafi actually want to play with anymore? Him and and Bogart's were, were buddies. JD's probably gone, too. They were close. Yeah, Rafi hates Boston. You think, Steve? Yeah, no, he he for sure hates Boston. Did you guys see his Instagram story? Yeah, yeah, he's pissed. It's not he great. Was like, oh, uh, he was like, oh no, no me gusta, uh, me amigos and our bogarts no longer here. 
I don't like my friends. Oh, yeah. All right. That makes sense. I've got to dip out in like uh, a couple minutes. I'll let you guys finish up the episode. Just wrap it up. You just want to wrap it up? Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up. Uh, Real quick. I'm going nowhere fast. I feel like like we did not give Xander Bogart just a proper send off episode. Um, but what kind of going back, we've seen Devers play for the team for 10 years now. What is like your favorite Xander Bogart's memory? My favorite memory is when he used to wear number 72 and play third base. Yeah, that was tight. When they wouldn't move him to shortstop because we had a guy named Steven Drew. Yeah. Yeah. So good. When they gave it, when they gave him the shaft and then he gave it, he gave it back. My, my, you know, Guardy, you know what we should have done instead of dropping that Michael Jordan thing. I, you should get like a a, a tw- like a quote from Xander Bogarts being like, "I would have come back if you put me ahead of Stephen Drew in the this uh, depth chart ten years ago." Screw you guys. I have a Bogarts signed bat. That's worthless now. Just worthless. No favorite. Should I take moments, us home. Steve? What? No favorite moments. Oh, from Bogarts. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, my favorite moment <laughs> from Xander Bogarts. Probably just the fact that he won in 2013 and then he was there in 2018 too. And I feel like he evolved throughout his career that his tenure into Boston as, you know, a captain of the team, not because he was forcing it, not because he necessarily needed to be because of his ego or wanted to be the captain, but just because he was the right guy for the job. I think that was really kind of, who Xander Bogarts was at the time. He never would have referred to himself as the captain. I'm sure he he never thought of himself like that, but everybody else around him knew that Bogarts was the leader of that team. And that just like, I think that says a lot about his whole career. He was a super humble guy. He was always good. He was never had any issues. I think there's never was any drama surrounding him. Everybody loved him. Rafi loved him. I, like everybody did. So, I mean, congratulations to the Padres and all of San Diego because they got probably, like, one of not only the best shortstops in the league, but, like, one of the best, like, individuals in the MLB. I'm going to tell you uh, my favorite Sander memory. It's got to be the walk-off home run – or not walk-off. It's got to be the first sending home run in the wild card game off Garrett Cole. Got the 2021 playoffs pumping – uh, right off the bat, he, I mean, winning two World Series with the team and being really, since Ortiz left, the captain of the Boston Red Sox, doing it, um, he, he, he didn't, he didn't always notice him, which was like almost impressive in its way with how the Boston media can be. And, and there were never any problems. He was a great player. Um, and again, he's a guy I wish they could have kept around for a really long time. I really think if they signed him to this deal, his, his number ends up retired. Um, he was great. And just, you, you don't see a lot of guys come up, um, be as classy as he had, he was or is, play as well as he has, and just be, you know, phenomenal character, phenomenal player. And, you know, that's what I'm going to miss the most from Bogarts because – Money doesn't buy those types of players, honestly. So it's it's too bad. Yep, I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. We've got 
Two questions for Matt, and then we'll wrap this up. All right, we're gonna do these quick. Plus, I don't know if you, I don't know if you listened to the end of the last episode, but we're gonna run through these quick. Uh, they're they're sad questions for Matt because of the whole Sander Bogart situation. He said, uh, "What was the last movie you cried when you like when you watched?" It's a Wonderful Life gets me every single time. Uh, personally, that's for me. That's a feel good movie. I like that movie a lot. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Movies don't really get me like that. I, I, I really have to. I'm not, I'm not a big movie crier. I don't yeah. watch a lot of movies. Oh, I guess. Oh, wait, am I just some pussy for crying? Yeah, and it's a wonderful life bitch. once in a while. Yeah. You guys are uh, no, I question. swear to God. No, I, I, I cry. I just don't cry to, to movies. I mean, I, I can, I can distinguish fiction and reality personally. All right, save it, Steve. Save it. All right, next question. What is the weirdest thing that's ever made you cry? Uh, One time, this was like a crying of laughter thing. One time I said like the dumbest joke of all time on like my train on the train home with uh, with uh, my buddy. And I just thought it was like I cracked myself up for some reason and I was crying laughing for like 10 straight minutes. It was kind of embarrassing. Honestly, one thing that gets me is when you see like an elderly person eating alone. That makes me real sad. sad. <laughs> that is sad. That's sad. I do have respect for people who go to restaurants by themselves. Yeah, though. you can go like, to a, a restaurant alone. You can do anything. Thanks, boss. I was uh, I was at a, I was at a Mexican place last week, and there was just some guy like saddled up at the bar, had a couple of drinks, got his little, got his fajitas. And they kept checking in on him, like, you okay? He's like, yeah, like, this is the best night. You know, I was like, you know what? by yourself, just, good food. Treat yourself. You can't complain. Treat yourself. No, you really can't. Like, getting served on, just sit there at the bar, nothing better. Treat yourself. All right. Um, game's about to start here. So, do we have any closing out the nine thoughts? Just sad. I just, I just had one. Oh. Uh, Brazil lost in the World Cup today, and uh, someone tweeted out, pray for Framingham, because uh, there's a lot of Brazilian <laughs> yeah. people in Framingham. So yep. uh, my prayers go out to Framingham. There you go. Honestly, my closing out the ninth thought was uh, just when I saw that original tweet, lights are going out. Um, I, like, literally felt physical pain. I sat in my room for, like, three hours just, like, contemplating life. I was like, how have we gone to this? Uh, it stinks, you know? You invest so much time in, in the Red Sox, and then that happens. But anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you jo- enjoyed what you listened to, don't, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher. And we'll be back. Next week with episode 110. See ya.